So the choice was taken away from me to take the time to get my stress level down. It was now a have to. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hello, welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where you can learn about places you do business in East Idaho and the stories behind them, or maybe just get to know your neighbors a little bit better. Today, I'm so excited about my guest and learning about her business. For any of you who have ever had stress or pain in your life, you'll be very interested in this episode. So welcome Elise Jepson of Awesome Relaxation. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. It's so fun to be able to talk to you. And you know, the name, Mm -hmm. Awesome Relaxation, I should explain to the listeners because they can't see it. It's A-H-H-H-S-O-M. E. <laughs> relaxation. So talk to me about what is awesome relaxation and okay. where'd that name come from? Okay. So awesome relaxation is a 24 seven stress reduction and wellness center because stress and pain don't just happen nine to five Monday through Friday as much as we would like. And sometimes they don't happen when we can schedule things to get help. Um, sometimes we just need to be able to go and get help when we need it. And that's what we're all about. Our, our members can come anytime they want to, 24-7, and get that help. And when you say get that help, what kind of help does that look like? When, okay. when you talk about stress reduction and wellness, are you counseling me? or like what does that What does that mean? That's a great question. Most people think we're like a massage place. Like that's yeah, like kinda, a spa. Right, like a uh-huh. spa. Um, and in some ways we are. We're kind of like a tech spa. So new age, here we go. Um, so... What we've done is looked around the world and found all kinds of pieces of equipment that are used to help people with their pain and with their stress. And we teach you, like a gym membership, we teach you how to use these different pieces of equipment, how they'll help you. So let's say you have neck pain or you have back pain or you have feet pain, what's going to address your pain the best? And uh, we teach you how to use everything here so that no matter what pain you're in, you know you can come to Awesome and find some relief from, from what you're dealing with. So all of these, many of these pieces of equipment are medical devices from other countries. They're not FDA approved in this country. They'll have like a class two um, grading and that kind of thing, which very simple devices that help you feel better have a class two FDA approval. So. Um, it's kind of like, well, it's, it's medical equipment in Japan, uh-huh. it's medical equipment in Europe, but here in the United States, it'll just make you feel good. So that's all we can say, Yeah. but it really does make you feel good. And, and what's cool is if you can get your pain down, you can get your stress down and vice versa. If you can get your stress down, you can get your pain down, but then you also lose weight. Your relationships are better. You're sleeping better. Your oxygen levels are higher. You're more clear headed, you know, so it just, it just touches every part of your life when you get your stress level down and or your pain level down. So if I'm um, a busy entrepreneur and I'm running all the time and I'm feeling stressed, Mm -hmm. this is the right place for me to come just to have that opportunity to decompress? It is. And here's here's part of the reason. I I owned uh, a very successful business prior to this. I have seven children. I um, am a busy person in my church, lots of things going on in my life, lots of stress. And the time that I had to relax was 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, right. And where where do you go at 10 o'clock? I mean, even Barnes and Noble closed at night. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I couldn't go and have couldn't a hot chocolate go and read a book by myself, you know? <laughs> um, and so I needed a place that was affordable, that was convenient, that was there when I needed it. So that's part of convenient, but there when I needed it and didn't have to have an appointment Yeah. Um, that worked and uh, I couldn't find it. Yeah. And I'm a pretty spiritual person, so I prayed about it. And the good Lord said, there's a lot of people with that problem. So we built awesome relaxation and, and we help a lot of people. And for people like you and I, busy entrepreneurs, 
um, even just just people. I mean, just yeah, just life, life in is general. busy. Yeah, it is really hard to get away, to make an appointment, to make the time. And one of the cool things about Awesome is you stay fully clothed. So if you only have 30 minutes or even 15 minutes, you can pop in, use something that you know is going to help you really decompress, and then go out and face the world. We've had really great clients tell us it's the best nap in town. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Because and we have people in dresses and three-piece suits and in sweats and in jammies. I mean, it's as long as you're modest and fully and clothed. We we don't care. We'll mm -hmm. take you. Mm -hmm. um, we want to help you feel better. So there is something to this where you talked about you didn't have a place to go and and really right. decompress. But this is more than that because, like you right. said, you have all this. Like this is pretty high-tech equipment that you have here. Quite an investment as yeah. I look at some of the things that you have. Right. Where did the, how did you know that there was such a thing as a massage chair that was used on veterans? You know, like how, right. how do you find out what equipment was research. available? A lot of research, talking to a lot of people. Um, a lot of physicians are starting to look outside the box for something other than a pill. Or yeah, this would all be considered holistic. Correct. Mm -hmm. But I like to call us the gateway to holistic medicine. So for people who are like, you know, I don't do massage and I don't go to chiropractors and I don't take vitamins and I don't do herbs and I don't do, you know, all that stuff. And yeah. they're, they're leery of that, but they do understand machines can help me or they do understand massage chairs are comfortable and yeah. good. Right. Because they're um, in the mall and right. I know I've tried that before. Right. They're very socially acceptable, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, and or they don't want to be touched or, or those different kind of things they can come in and use this equipment. Um, it's very simple to operate. And I just, I really researched and researched and researched and learned what they're doing in other countries. Part of this was a cancer journey for me. Um, my cousin was diagnosed with cancer and I wanted to help him. Yeah. And, uh, and he had great doctors he had plenty of money, which is a luxury most of us don't have. Right. Um, he had great doctors, but I thought, gee, if I could do something, mm -hmm. anything. What more can we do? And that's when I really started. And, and that's where my search for these pieces of equipment came from was, what are they doing for cancer in other countries mm -hmm. where they don't just cut you and irradiate you and chemotherapy bomb you and, you know, and all that. Now, I have to say, I, those things definitely have their place. Sure. And, and sure. they're very important. I'm not belittling them, I'm just saying, I know a lot of times there are other things. So I started looking for the other things and that's what led me to all of this equipment was wanting to help my cousin. Okay. He um, unfortunately lost his battle with cancer, um, but in the process of building this location, my 17 year old son was diagnosed with very aggressive uh, form of lymphoma. Wow. And uh, it was, shock and it was painful and yeah, it was, you'd already been on this journey with your cousin right and right. so that's sad and you have to go through all of that but and then, we had just recently lost him yeah and then to on the heels of that have it be right. your son yeah goodness and uh he was 17 that was heartbreaking yeah but as a mom i felt empowered i didn't because feel, you had the knowledge of this i did mm -hmm. i did and um, I felt empowered to help my son and I am very happy to report that he's doing very well. Yay. He's 21 now Yay. and working construction, getting ready to start school. And, yeah. Um, he's doing really well, but on the cusp of him a year after we celebrated a year of cancer free for him, then I was diagnosed. What? With, Goodness. With, guys. Um, with papillary carcinoma of the thyroid. So a slow growing cancer in my thyroid and, um, Again, I felt empowered. Yeah, I bet at this point you were like, yeah, bring it. I right. can do this. <laughs> but I recognized that all of those things for all of those years, all the stress that I just pushed aside, that I just said, well, you just push through, you just do it. You take care of your family, you take care of your business, you take care of your church, you take care of your community. Yeah. And I just pushed through. the way through, we're trained. And I didn't take care of myself. Mm -hmm. It is the way we're trained. And we're almost martyrs to, mm -hmm. to the point of, I can't take care of myself. I must take care of my children. Yeah. Well, what happened was all of a sudden, I was facing some pretty major health changes in my life. I was going to have to have surgery and radiation therapy because of my son's um, cancer. They were looking at giving me a low-dose chemo, just preventative. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so the choice was taken away from me 
to take the time to get my stress level down. Yeah. It was now a have to. And it was a, children, I love you very much. I have to go do this. You have to step it up. And business, you're gonna have to do something. So I was forced to take more time than if I would have just spent 30 minutes three times a week to get my stress level down, to pay a little more attention to my nutrition, to get a little better sleep. I would have been in a vastly different situation. Yeah, you think it, you, do you believe that you wouldn't have been in the situation that you were? I do, yeah. I really do after after several bouts of cancer with my family, watching all that, but it's amazing how many patients, cancer patients come into us or pe people with incredible amounts of inflammation in their bodies. And if you can get their stress level down, it is incredible what their stress markers do, what their blood work does, their sleep, I mean, they become different people. Literally, we have seen people go from being the grouchiest, meanest person. And I tell my staff, when someone comes in and they're angry, I promise they're in pain. I promise they're mm -hmm. in pain. Yeah. And if we can get them out of pain, they're different people. We've seen it over and over and over again. So yeah, I do think this was totally preventable. Yeah. But I did not take care of myself in time. Mm -hmm. Now, I am. I. Uh, I have gone the holistic route with my cancer. Like I said, it's slow growing. Um, and so I have used lots of nutrition and stress reduction and meditation and forgiveness and supplementation and everything that I can do. But my physician was not happy with my decision. I suspect not. By any means. <laughs> um, two years ago, he was like, good luck, I'll see you in three months and we'll cut it out of you then. Yeah, right. And uh, I just came from uh, an ultrasound a few days ago and perspective is a beautiful thing. My doctor said, well, it's been two years and it hasn't grown. I can't believe it, but you're doing great. And it's interesting because I walked out of his office and I thought, wow, two years ago I walked out of this office in tears, feeling shocked and scared and not again, you know, yeah, with the right. cancer thing. And um, here I am two years later, I have the same cancer. I have, you know, everything, but my perspective is different. Now it's, it didn't grow. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, You're in control. I'm in control as much as I can be. much as, yeah, can as be, much as you can You be. know, mm -hmm. the good Lord. So um, my doctor, his, his tune's very different. And he was very, very kind, <laughs> very supportive, very keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'll see you for another test you know, soon, and we just keep watching it. I'm, yeah. I'm not, you know, just willy-nilly in this. I no. am having my physicians watch me closely, but... Um, I think getting my stress level down has been pivotal to to accomplishing what I, I truly want to accomplish. I think the, the the real test will be if you see that doctor come in and, and visit you here. I'm trying. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Being a nurse by training, I understand how his thought pattern probably was. That's hard. It's hard for medical personnel to look at alternative medicine and give it respect that it deserves a lot of the time. I think they go hand in hand. I'm not a... You know, I, I've had my children all naturally, but I go to the hospital to do it. Yeah, right. I, um, I'm doing this cancer thing, but I'm having my doctors You're watch me. It. I like that balance. I'm not just a, you know, all holistic mm -hmm. or all Western medicine. I think a balance is really important. I think meditation, getting your stress down, and we provide that here. We provide a beautiful space yeah. that feels like you've stepped out of the world for a few minutes and a place where you can find some peace and some relaxation, and then you can hit it hard. You know what? You are a better mom, you're a better wife. We've had people tell us, I'm a different person, and we've seen it um, because my stress level's down. We've had people tell us, you saved our marriage, because they'll come here, and both of them will de-stress and relax, and so they don't say the things that they otherwise yeah, right. would say when you're in that kind of fight or flight mode, when right. you're in that you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're able to, to really help them, they get get some food, come here, and our rules are no talking about the kids or the finances <laughs> while you're here, but they'll relax and then and then they can talk. Yeah. And they're more clear headed yeah. and they're more peaceful. And they're better parents and they're better spouses and employees and just all around getting your stress down and improving your health touches every single aspect of your life. Yeah, we don't respect that enough. I mean, we talk, yeah. we talk the talk about having stress right. in our life and right. cortisol and all of this, right. but right. to actually have action, I don't know that we don't do there's it. There's a large percentage of us that actually do that. And it's scary to me. Our cancer rates are, you know, one in three people will be yeah, diagnosed with cancer right. in their lifetime. That's right. And a lot of it has to do with food and a lot of it has to do with environment and all these things. But 
man, if you can get your stress down, the science on this, Harvard did a 30 year study on stress and uh, it's on YouTube, you can watch it. it's a National Geographic special on stress, the silent killer. And they talk about if you can just get your stress level down, the incredible things that it will do to your body. And, and that's, we're just really trying to change people's lives. Yeah, we live One life at, at a time. Uh, it is an interesting culture that we are a part of that we, you know, go, 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 go is our mantra. And uh, to think about taking care of ourselves, it, it is kind of that martyr thing that you talk about. Like, I can't, I can't sacrifice. I'm so self-sacrificing that I'm giving yeah. to everybody else. Yeah. I can't take time to do it. And I, I want to grab them by the shoulders and say, I know. You have I to. I know, <laughs> but you have to. Because if you may get a wake up call, if you're diagnosed with something or if your body just gives out on you, you're not going to be there for anyone. Yeah. Let it's alone, the oxygen mask theory, huh? It is. You've mm -hmm. got to put your own oxygen on first. And, and we're just, we've kind of lost sight of that. And I think it's really important that we bring that back. And that's what awesome is. Yeah. We're here to teach people, here's your oxygen mask. So tell me a little bit more about the research you did um, on this equipment. Clearly, okay. in other countries, right. this is being used mm -hmm. um, for treatment of illnesses. Right. What... What do you think the difference is between the way Western medicine is and the way that you know other people look at these treatments? What, well, where's our head in the Western medicine okay. world? In Western medicine, doctors are practicing medicine. They're learning. Yeah. They're yeah. learning. Just like all of us are constantly learning, they're learning. Um, in other cultures, in, in Germany, in Denmark, in Japan, in China, um, they're looking at treating the whole person. They're looking at functional medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and how the not, whole body functions. And it's more preventative, it is. probably, oh, than yes. we're very reactionary. You pay your doctor to keep you healthy. When yeah. you get sick, yeah, yeah. you don't pay him. So they're, they have a very, very vested interest in keeping you well. That yeah. is their paycheck. Very different than our and approach. And here we're backwards. Mm -hmm. we're, just, we're just backwards. And you know what? Doctors are good people. Mm -hmm. They yeah. work hard and they go into medicine. A lot of them go into medicine because it's good money. Who wouldn't? Um, but they work very hard. But they hard. work their fanny <laughs> I know, off. yeah. And they, they spend years of their life. And now it's a whole school. lot of paperwork instead of it actually is. pay patients. And yeah. I think doctors get frustrated with that because I've known so my doctors, I've got good doctors. Yeah. They're doctors. Yeah. And so they're a little closed minded to what I'm doing because they weren't trained that way. Right. They and, weren't indeed. taught. They weren't taught, okay, when someone is sick, we want to find the source. What they look at is, well, you have thyroid cancer, so we're going to take out your thyroid. They don't realize, well, it probably started with adrenal fatigue and the adrenal shut down. So now the body's going after the thyroid. If the thyroid goes kaput, then it's going to be your uterus. If your uterus goes kaput, then we're going to go for the pancreas. Um, and so we don't look at that yeah. as a functioning system. The whole, we don't look yeah. at the endocrine system. Okay, you have cancer in the thyroid. Okay, you have an endocrine problem. Mm -hmm. We don't look at that. Mm -hmm. We just look at, well, I'm going to take out your thyroid. Well, what happened was a, a few weeks after my thyroid diagnosis, or I guess it was a few months, I went back into my OBGYN, did my annual, and I had an incredibly thick um, endometrial lining, really thick, thickest my doctor had ever seen. And she was like, I don't want you to be scared, but this we're going to need to do normal. a biopsy. Mm -hmm. This is not normal. And with thyroid cancer, I have a 98% of getting a secondary cancer within five years. Those are statistics. And I knew that after I did my research. And so I, I was like, no, we're not going to do this because chances are I'm, I'm headed for breast, uterine, something. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, my uterus was starting to go on me and, um, and I'm good. My, yeah. my biopsy came back clear. She's like, ah, this is crazy. I don't yeah, believe this. Right. And I was like, well, you know, I have a way we can that, treat this. Yeah. That functional thing. <laughs> so I think the difference is that we look at the person as a whole in other countries and, yeah. and the interest is in keeping people healthy. And here we're looking at specialties. Mm -hmm. I, I'm an OBGYN. I work true. from, you know, from the yeah. belly button down. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm an ear, nose and throat doctor. I work yeah. on, you know, so yeah. I think that the key is, is looking at the whole person is the functional, mm -hmm. the whole, and you know, that means their mind, their soul, their body, all their systems, their nutrition. Um, one of the things that we have here when 
in Munich, Germany, if you're getting chemotherapy, you're going to be on this machine, on this bed, um, because we're gonna work inside and outside to get this cancer out of your body. That's not a thing here. My yeah, son, right. when we went for his chemo, he sat in a recliner and played video games. Right, right. You know, we could have been addressing it in another way, in a way that would have made it so that he didn't have the pain that he he has. He's he's got extreme bone pain um, because of what the chemotherapy did to his his yeah. body. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I just I wish that we would treat the body as a whole, inside outside, yeah, right. mind. There's spirit. options. Yeah. Let's just be more holistic in the whole approach. So I understand um, that you wanted to be able to have this available to people 24-7. Yeah. I think I read somewhere, or maybe you told me, that mm -hmm. there's no, there's really no place like this in the world. No, there isn't. We've had, uh, we've had people um, come to us who spent time in Japan or spent time in China, and they're like, we have places like this that have like four massage chairs that you can stop in on your way home from work. Um, but nothing that's as complex as, as what you have, right, yeah, comprehensive, right. comprehensive, mm -hmm. yeah. As this, um, we've had people from California say, "Now tell us where this is in California." We're like, "No, no, no. We're only in Ammon, Idaho." And no, no. I mean, I know you're only in Ammon, Idaho, but the <laughs> oh, franchise there's be somewhere where, else. Where yeah. is it? And I'm like, "No, we're the franchise." <laughs> um, um, it's it's only here. We've had people get pretty upset. Well, ah. We need one here or here. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're, yeah. we're working on, we've got all our franchise documents done and we're hopefully going to be um, expanding to Boise here very, very soon. And is that a franchise or is that something that you're going to be? It'll be another corporate, but uh -huh. it'll be a corporate uh -huh. franchise. So yeah. Then, yeah. So growth is starting to happen. That's so great. We're going to change lives. So talk to me a little bit about that because I understand that it, not everybody got your vision in the beginning. Like trying to explain this to somebody who could right. give you some financing was a little bit of a challenge. So it's incredible talk challenge. to me about that. Because there is nothing like it. Yeah, it's hard um, to hard to understand. It is hard to understand. Uh, my business partner, Sean, he likes to say that it's like describing salt. How do you describe what salt tastes like? You have to taste it. And so when we were talking to investment people or bankers or, or that kind of thing, um, they couldn't catch the vision. They just, it, just you know. Yeah, what, I'm is sitting it, here painting a picture. Is it a spa? For my, is, right. it a, yeah, is it yeah. a wellness? What? Yeah, right. So it was really hard. So um, we and it hadn't been tried before. No, to say um, you know, because they're obviously looking at getting their investment back. Right. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was we couldn't get it to run. We couldn't get it. We couldn't get it. We couldn't get the financing. So my husband is a special ed teacher. My husband and my business partner are different people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that gets confusing sometimes. Yeah. Sean and his beautiful wife, Michelle, they have nine children. And that's myself, your partner. Mm -hmm. And Sean is my partner, uh -huh. yes. And then myself and my husband, Justin, we have seven children. Okay. So, um, so husband and business partner are two different guys. <laughs> and yet still a lot of children. A lot of kids. A <laughs> lot of kids. That's why we started building here was because um, our families were really important to us. And yeah. we think... We think Southeast Idaho is the way to raise kids. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with kids. you. Yeah. <laughs> so what we did was, my husband's a special ed teacher, and we went to Evanston, Wyoming. Teachers were not being paid really well in the state of Idaho oh, at the yeah. time. Yeah. Hard to support a family of nine on um, on a very small, relatively small income that special ed, well, that all teachers were being paid right. at the time. Thankfully, some changes have happened, but um, I... Uh, we just said we have to go. Yeah, we have to go, and so we moved our family to Wyoming, little tiny town, Evanston, Wyoming. Yes, thirteen thousand people, <laughs> and I was really down. I was pretty depressed, and I told Sean, uh, "I don't know what to do. I know this is my mission. I know we're supposed so." You'd to been working lives. on this prior to moving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we'd been working on this three years. Okay. When I moved, I think, and. Um, Sean said, wait, this might be the opportunity we need. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, we do it in Evanston? can do this in Evanston. Huh. Do it small. Yeah. He's like, you have the vision, so you have to run it. Yeah. But we can do it in Evanston. And so we got a loan, a small loan from the Wyoming Women's Business Association. How fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And Sean and I both um, made an investment. My, my, uh, my cousin, who passed away, gave me just the amount of money I needed. I, it was a miracle. I, we got the word from the Wyoming Women's Business Association that if we could both, Sean and I, come up with about $12,000, they would give us the other, the other amount, um, which was the other half. And 
um, and I thought there's no way. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. You're living on a teacher's income, and mm -hmm. and we'd had divorces and remarriage and new baby and all of these things, and um, and my cousin sent me a check for that amount. He has wow. He, he had no idea. Wow. He had no idea. He died a few days later. Wow. And uh, but it was just the amount to get this going. It was our first miracle. Yeah. And uh, took it and opened up a small prototype location with about uh, six, about 12 pieces of equipment yeah. and, and got it to run. And we were so busy, so fast. We had to get another really? one and expand. It went really, really well. We were in the black, um, in less than a month. Wow, that's and so fantastic. It, it was incredible. Especially because, like I said, I, I'm sure some of this equipment is pretty expensive. It is. Yeah. It is. So, um, but we got it open. We painted the walls and we just said, <laughs> if you build so it, So was Sean come, coming you know, over and helping you? He did, he did yeah. come over a few times, yes. But he, um, I'm, the, I'm the visionary, I'm the creative, I'm, yeah. the, I'm, the, I'm the nurturer. Yeah. And he's the business numbers guy. Mm -hmm. And we're a good balance that way. And so... I needed to be on the ground where he he could see the numbers. He could run things from Idaho Falls, so he was able to be here with his family, and I was there yeah. with mine and running yeah. that. And it just went so well. And then the bankers could come, yeah, and the investors then... could come, and they could see it and they could get a taste of our vision. It was interesting. Our attorneys, our franchise attorneys, they had come up and seen it. And we'd spent hours and hours and hours describing in detail everything that you now see, and they came up here to see us. Um, after this was built and open, and they said, we thought we knew, but we had no clue. <laughs> they love it. They love coming up yeah. here. So it's cool. Well, for any of you who, who are listening, I highly recommend you come because I don't think that it's, um, it's hard to paint the picture of what it actually looks like without yeah. seeing it. I mean, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. And the peace and the serenity, you know, it's just palpable, obviously. It's the whole place that's just... We tried to go just really first class. Yeah, I can and, tell. Uh, the, the, Starting we with the hot washcloths. With the hot towels. Yeah, yeah hot yes. towels and organic <laughs> hand sanitizer. Yes. And uh, aromatherapy hand sanitizers. And the ivy that we have on the walls is the same ivy they use at Disneyland to cover up things and, and at casinos. So it's we went top of the line with everything. We just wanted people to feel like they had arrived in yeah. a really good, really safe place. Security is really important to us. Cleanliness is really important to us. All the things that you would think, okay, if this was a high-profile person, how would they be treated? Yeah, We want to treat everybody like that. So you talk about security, where mm -hmm. this is open 24-7. It's mm -hmm. not staffed 24-7. Not here. So how do you keep it secure? So we have 32 cameras. If you look over there, you'll see some of them um, that are um, that just kind of keep an eye on the place. Um, the police are very kind to us and they, they are very good about keeping an eye on things here. Yeah. And um, we are very blessed. We just haven't had many problems. As long as, if, if, as the membership builds, as we get bigger, bigger and busier, um, we will have someone here 24 hours through the night. Oh, that is what your plan um, is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's just, Idaho Falls Ammon is not a busy 24-hour town. No. You know, so no, in our Boise not. location, we will have somebody there mm -hmm. starting from the very beginning. So you have, um, what I understand, a membership. It's, yes. So I'm not paying every time I come. I nope. basically pay a membership, and then I have free reign to come whenever I want? Right. It's $75 okay. a month. Okay. You have unlimited 24-7 access. So it's not like you have to worry. If I come in, I used my visit for the month right. kind of mm -hmm. a thing. It's I came in for 15 minutes. My kids needed me. Great. I'll be back tomorrow and I'll spend five hours here. So you are not limited in time yeah. um, here. We do have a couple of memberships that are limited just to kind of give you some, but the basic membership that most people do um, is either 75 or 99. 75 gives you unlimited 24-7 access to all of the stress reduction equipment here. And then the 99 also adds the halo therapy, which is the respiratory therapy yeah. that helps with asthma, allergies, COPD, all that. That we brought in from Estonia last year. It's awesome. <laughs> we've had, what's really cool about the salt therapy, we've had nurses come into us that thought, they said, um, we did uh, some gift giving Christmas stuff with Mountain View Hospital. Yeah. And um, the nurses that selected the pass, we had a couple of them come in and say, we just wanted to use it because we thought it was a joke. And all of them are like, I can't believe this. They're members now. They're, they told us they feel like they'd taken a rescue inhaler without yeah. the shakes. Yeah. And that yeah. it had really 
made a big difference. The, the key is you got to use it. Yeah. When people come in and they say, it's just not working for me. I'm like, how many times have you used it? <laughs> Once. <laughs> Three times in the last two months. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's not morphine. It's not a magic pill. It's, um, well, it's a treatment. Well, even morphine wears off. Like it you does. actually <laughs> have to use it. Yeah. You have I to mean, get water. You have to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's the, you know, with, with, we tax our bodies, we tax our lungs, we tax our minds. This is a place that you can come back to every day mm -hmm. because you are doing, you know, like on a car, there's wear and tear on a car. If yes, you put indeed. new tires on the car, you're still going to need to put new tires on. And so we're here to help you manage the wear and tear of your, yeah, of your body. Yeah, that's great. So talk to me, you guys, both you and Sean have very large families. Yeah. I don't know what family size you came from, but did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Where did this kind of entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit come from? And are your, is, is your family involved in it now? Um, yes, I do come from an entrepreneurial family. No, my family's not involved in <laughs> this it. This is right your now. thing. This is my thing. Yeah. Um, my, my parents are both veterans. My mom and dad met in Vietnam and uh, dad was 101st Airborne helicopter pilot. Mom was Red Cross. Yeah. And he said there were 600 men and six women. And I knew where to sit at mess. <laughs> so I'm the oldest of seven children. Um, and Sean is the oldest of, I think, 13. Oh, he came yeah, from he, a very big family. Come yeah. from, so we both come from large families. And so um, his, his dad was a teacher and his mom was a stay-at-home mom. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was lieutenant colonel in the army. And then they um, owned a bakery and a photography studio and so they had side done, gigs that they yeah yeah and my cousin that um, that passed away big time entrepreneur in the east and just generations of of very self motivated you know yes yeah, so did you did you have some sense of confidence as you were going into owning a business that you've seen people be successful with it and so right. why not well this was my fourth business uh, my first business that I owned when I was 12 years old I started baking bread so I could earn money for a puppy okay and that baking bread turned into breadwinners bakery which was my oh, parents their bakery, bakery. Wow. like they saw this kid's making some serious <laughs> dough I think we're gonna literally yeah we're gonna do this and so they did and um, and so so you've just kind of always had this. It's just been the bug. Mm -hmm. It's been the bug mm -hmm. for me, and I was scared to death because um, well, my businesses have gone well. They've never been blazingly successful, and um, so that's always scary anytime yeah. you jump into something. And you know, I'd always dreamt of owning or doing something incredibly new that one idea that nobody else had thought of, that nobody else had done. And I thought if I could do that, then the sky would be the limit and yeah, it would be right. easy. Everybody would want it and it'd be great because nobody else would have had it. What I didn't realize was that nobody would know what it was. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it'll take a while before And it would take a while to, mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, a lot of what we do, we spend our time educating people on. This is How long have you been open? Oh, uh, three, three years and a few months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you've been present for a little bit in in, in, in this location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in Evanston, it was about a year and a half. So, did you close the Evanston location? We did. We did because of franchise law. You have to show the size of your locations, what they're doing, all those things. And Evanston was great. We love the people of Evanston, but we knew what our vision was for numbers of people, and we also know what it takes to help people be successful in business so that they have enough money to support their families. Right, right. And a small, tiny location like that was not Wasn't gonna, gonna do, do it. it. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it was it was built with the full intent that it would be successful in order to move us to this. So your vision from the beginning has been to franchise. You yes. were building this as a, yeah, that's why this I brought is the model Sean and let's go. That's why I, I took all my ideas to Sean and he's uh, got an MBA. He ran. He was the interim CEO for um, Red Cross for the state of Idaho for a while. Really smart business mind. Mm -hmm. Helped me with my photography studio, um, get that up and running. It's a great business mind. And I just wrote down all my ideas on paper, sixty pages. And I took oh, it to Sean. Only and I sixty. Said, just sixty. <laughs> and I said, "Here's my business plan." And he said, "At least that's not a business plan." And I said, "I know, but will you, will you just look over it, please?" And he said, "When I've got time." He was an investment guy at the time. And, uh, and I said, great. And a few months later, he called me and he had all these different questions. And finally, he and his wife called me and they said, uh, why don't you come down? We want to visit with you. And I said, okay. He said, I've read through this. I've asked you all my questions. This is brilliant. You need to do this. I get this. this. I get your vision. Yeah, yeah. he did. He, he's, they're beautiful people. Uh -huh. 
And, um, and I said, great, would you consider being my business partner? And he, without hesitation, said yes. Didn't ask what percentage, didn't, just said <laughs> yes, like, yes, absolutely. I'm on board. I want to be a part this of this. Idea. I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And about a week later, his wife said, so what are you thinking? Like 40, 60, what are we talking? I said, 50, 50, that's the only way to play. She said, I thought so, but I just wanted to check. I just wanted to check. <laughs> yeah, well, those are the conversations that need to happen that do. sometimes don't happen. They so, don't, but yeah. ours did, and it's, on, it's in writing, so yeah, we're good. good. It's, we're it's good. legal, legal. That's right. Okay, yeah. good. So that's, that's yeah. Well, so... This is awesome. Uh, I know you. every time I say that, I'm going to be thinking. But it's intentional. <laughs> it's intentional. It's intentional. Okay, this is awesome. And um, I love the story. It sounds like although you had that obstacle in getting funding, things went pretty well. What would you say has been your biggest challenge or obstacle to creating? Was it the funding or was there other things? To the creation of it? Yeah. Yeah, it was funding. hundred mm-hmm. percent it's been funding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we're trying to grow, man, those growing pains, it's been funding every step of the way. Once we get the funding, we've got the vision. So do you have other, any other investors or has this all been through banks? So this has all been through banks, uh-huh. uh, this location. Um, we're working on Boise. That will involve some investors mm-hmm. as well as banks. Yeah. And, and we're working on that. And so if anybody's looking for a good investment, you need <laughs> here we go. Come see me. Okay, got it. <laughs> so have you, you sound pretty confident. We talked about how you have the entrepreneurial spirit, but mm-hmm. have you ever had moments of self-doubt oh, and God. like, what yeah. am I doing? I'm crazy. Okay, yeah. seriously, the Lord and I had this conversation like two weeks ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, there's so much fear. You're putting your family's life on the line. You're putting your life on the line. Stress is high. You don't know if you're going to succeed or fail. Um, yeah, fear is a very real um, component to this. Yeah. And at any at any moment, things can turn. Things can change for the better or for the worse. Um, I. So how do you overcome the self doubt and that fear? Faith you knew that this was what you needed to do. Like you were told basically, this I, is what I you really needed I really was, to do. Mm-hmm. and I was really shown what it would look like and yeah. what it could do for people, which is why I knew it would be bigger than myself, which is why I needed a business partner who really had a good, good mind for dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we'd be able to change lives. I did not think it would be this hard because I think I felt like God gave me the vision, so it's not. Yeah, gonna, he's going to bring me people, just gonna, and, yeah. you know, like Noah's Ark, they will come. Yes, you know? exactly. And it's it's definitely been way harder. There have been nights that I'm like, why, why did I do this to myself, to my family? Why am I putting us through all of this? It's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're going to be able to make it next month with your personal stuff or or whatever. And it it is just a challenge and a struggle, but. Really, for me, it's faith. Now, my husband and I sat each other down before this all started, and I said, I love you. And I feel like this is what we need to do. And he agreed and was incredibly supportive. When I got that money from my cousin, he said, you know what to do with it. You call Sean. Wow. Um, which I, he, I love my There husband. could have been a whole lot of things there that you could did have with been. that. We uh-huh. could have been, yeah, we really could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just knowing that we could help people. So we sat down, we sat down with each other and said, if we fail, if we fail, um, we're not going to let this marriage fall apart. We made this decision together. We felt it was inspired. If it falls apart, it's okay. We made this decision. And so, and we've always looked at things and said, we made the best decision we could with the information that we had at right. the time. Right. And so, you know, anytime things get really hard and I, I go to my husband, I'm like, I'm so sorry, babe. I'm so sorry. He's like, we made this decision together. No blame, no with guilt. With the best, mm-hmm. best de- decision-making things that we could at the time. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes um, talks about, you know, if you don't jump and you die at the end of your life wondering, what if, what if? And this awesome relaxation was in my soul. Yeah. It was in my heart. And if I would have died without doing this, I would have let myself down. Mm-hmm. I get one life. <laughs> I'm just going to go screaming to the end, yeah. you know? Yeah, good and for you. And so I just dared to believe that I could mm-hmm. and that we could. And this has been a we. It's been a lot of prayers and a lot of faith and a lot of hard work. 
But it's a we, and, and, and we, I just didn't want that regret. Yeah. I just would rather live in a van down by the river <laughs> than regret not, not even ever trying. trying. And mm -hmm. what's so cool is the lives that we have changed. Yeah. I mean, we had a gal come into us in Evanston. She had tried to commit suicide two weeks before. She was in her 60s. She was in so much pain. Mm. She'd had major headaches. For years, they put her in a coma to try to break the cycle. They wow. She just couldn't get out of pain, and she had tried to commit suicide. Her children found her. She was okay. She came into awesome. She's one of those angry people that yeah, I told right. you about. Come in she, and mean to everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She came in, and I thought, oh, not her. She's, she's the angry <laughs> lady in town. And um, by the end of her first visit, she came, and she hugged me, and she said, I don't know why, but I don't have a headache. Wow. And she came every day, twice a day, almost. Yeah. Even if that was the only life you changed. I know. Yeah. She's worth it. Yeah. Laura, good lady. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. a great story. Well, so what advice would you give an individual considering self-employment? You've just talked about all those challenges. Would you, do you have advice that maybe you were given that you're still using or that you would give you to know, someone my, else? You know, my advice is sit your family down and make that decision together. Um, because it is, it's a team effort and mom's going to be gone a lot of nights or dad's going to be gone a lot of nights and you need the support of your family to, to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and you need gratitude, you need faith, you need love. And if you're going home and you're being picked apart, um, or, you know, I knew this wouldn't work or, or you spent our money or you did this or you made that decision, don't make the decision alone. Yeah. Um, if my husband and my children weren't on board, as much as it would have killed my heart and my soul, I wouldn't have done it. Um, so sit your family down. Make at the least decision at that together. point. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make the decision together and then, and then move forward knowing that's, we did it. We made these decisions. We made these choices. If we fail, we fail together. If we fly, we fly together. Yeah, I like and, that. And, and just don't regret it. So, um, Thank you so much for the stories and for yeah. the inspiration around um, your vision. It's clearly, it's clearly unique and just special. So Thank I love you. that. Um, before we end, though, yeah. I want you know, is there anything that you would like to share that we didn't get a chance to talk about that maybe you think the listeners need to know? Um, I think my biggest thing is don't wait. Don't wait to take care of yourself. The I love this song and, and the, the lyrics talk about how we get so mad about the world and we get so mad about how angry and, and, and disappointing and awful the world is today and that you know we're, we're mad at God about it and God in the song he says, um, I gave the world you. I gave the world you. And so you can change the world. You can be my hands. Yeah. And I think... Uh, just be the hands that lift. That's what we're trying to do here at Awesome. If you need lifting, come see us. We'd sure love to be a part of that journey for you. Um, take care of yourself. You matter. If you leave, uh, people will miss you. If you can't be who you are right now, people will miss you. Take some time to really take care of yourself. Take care of your physical vessel so that you can be a better husband, wife, mom, daughter, sister, employee, whatever, make the time. It is critical. And now is the time. Don't, don't wait because otherwise you may sit across from your good doctor who says, <laughs> now the decision's yeah, been made here's, for you. Here's your wake up call. The huh? decision's been made for you. Yeah. Do it while you've got the choice. Well, Elisa, again, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us today. I know it will be helpful to many people to hear about your journey and I think they'll be inspired just to follow what they've been called to do despite any barriers and hopefully we'll all get the message to take better care of ourselves right, right? <laughs> um, all right thank you thank you for joining us today this podcast is brought to you as a service from Oswald Service and Repair in Idaho Falls and Rexburg if you're looking for automotive repair provided with honesty and integrity come see us and let our family take care of your family now stay tuned for the business leadership moment it's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome to the business leadership moment. This portion is sponsored by RiseCon, an East Idaho business conference held every November. 
They also have a sister event called RiseX. You guys have heard me talk about that. It is a monthly executive event where we get together and we talk about a particular issue related to our business. And you have uh, other business-minded people that help you problem solve and come up with great solutions in your own business. So please check it out and join uh, the RiseX event. Uh, it is held in Idaho Falls and Pocatello. So if you want, any, want more information, please go to www.risecon.com and Rise is spelled with a Z. Um, okay, guys, didn't you enjoy Elisa's episode? I, I had such fun interviewing her and um, the work that she's doing is pretty interesting. Uh, coming from a very Western medicine background, uh, nursing being my training, it's an, it was interesting for me to experience what awesome relaxation has to offer. And, um, you know, it's just, like she said, it goes hand in hand. I believe that there are so many things that we're not tapping into that the magic between the two disciplines could be just what our what we need as we're healing and going through our life. Um, so anyway, I highly recommend go check it out. Uh, today, for the business leadership moment, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about teamwork. So we all talk about how teamwork is very important, how we need it to be able to deliver our product to the customer, whatever that looks like. If I don't do my end, my team member doesn't do their end, then you know we really don't have a team and we don't get to deliver what we need to to our customer. Um, but I had a situation at work the other day I want to share with you. I wrote my first blog about it, so maybe you already read about it, but I'm going to share it with you if you haven't. Um, I had one of my coworkers came to me, and she was pretty upset because she had gotten word um, that a couple of, other, of our coworkers were talking about how she didn't do something. And so she came to me and asked me, you know, am I doing my job? And I'm like, where are you going with this? And she explained that this event had taken place and she wanted to confront them. And I said, you know, that's great. I appreciate that you feel like you should talk with them. And, and she was upset that they hadn't come to her directly. And basically they were gossiping. They were talking behind her back. Um, but I did ask her, so do you own anything that, you know, they were saying? And after some reflection, we talked a little bit about it. She did say she could have done things differently. Uh, she maybe left a task uh, uncommunicated about and um, perhaps incomplete before she went on a few vacation days. And so, um, you know, she acknowledged that. And I said, even on, more, you know, better. So here's a different way that you can go to your coworkers and, you know, absolutely say, I totally own this. This is where I know I could have done better. Um, and by the way, I don't really, I, I think in an accountable organization, we need to be willing to talk to each other and not about each other. And you guys have heard me say that before, but we had another conversation too, around the individual who brought her the information and how often does this happen in our offices or wherever our workplace is, where we have um, so-called well-meaner, meaning, you know, individuals who are like, hey, I'm just looking out for you, but so-and-so was talking about you and, you know, this happened. Um, it, we're, we're grateful for that, right? Because now we know that stuff's happening and we can address it. But how often are we looking at um, the role of that individual? And again, I'm not trying to say that that's, I'm not judging. It's not good or bad, right or wrong, but... In the situation that we want to, if we all want to have the best possible workplace that we possibly can have, we all have got to take personal responsibility for that. It can't just be the boss saying, hey, we have the best workplace, or me saying I have the best workplace when it fits my agenda. Um, it's got to be all the time. And so one of the things I asked my coworker is, so this person who told you, did you ask them what they did in that situation? Did you ask them if they participated in the conversation, if they just listened to the conversation, or if they stopped it and said, hey, this person is not here for us to get their side of the story. We, you know, I don't want to talk about this until we can go get her. Would you like me to stop and go get her? Or let's just table this until she's back and we can talk about it and shut it down. Um and 
you know, at, at the time, she, my coworker was upset about upon hearing about it. She did feel a little bit stabbed in the back. And so, of course, she wasn't thinking about that. But hindsight, we talked about the role of every individual and and what we need to all do in order to step up. And if we really want to have that environment where it's comfortable coming to work, we know that other people aren't talking behind our back because we're not, you know, you hear them talking about other people's behind other people's back. You hope it's not happening to you, but you know darn well they're doing it behind your back as well. So if we really want to have that environment, it's never okay in any situation Um, And we have to take that personal responsibility to shut it down. And man, that is so hard. I can tell you, I, I am as guilty as anyone around this. I mean, I've stood on the platform of whatever I'm saying to you, I would say exactly to that person who I'm talking about. And so it's okay. But it's really not okay. And I, I have learned the hard way. Um, around about this particular topic. So back to being a team. What is a team? A team really is someone, a team, uh, if we all came and we did our work, we did our jobs, we could still deliver the product to our consumer. Um, but what makes a difference is we need to, we need each other. And especially in an environment of work where we have other people that we're working with, we do want to have teamwork. What is teamwork? Well, teamwork is absolutely members of that team holding one another accountable. You can't force another person to do their job. You can't force them to be trustworthy or accountable or whatever the case may be. They've got to own that particular thing. So what do you have control over? You have control over holding one another accountable um, to the behaviors that you've all decided on that that are going to happen in this office or in this workplace. And that is the hardest. Oh, it's so hard. So it was a great example I wanted to share with you. Uh, I think we all learned a lot in our place of work on uh, the role that everybody plays in making sure that we have a positive work environment and um, what really is a team. And a real team is one that will hold each other accountable. We all do our jobs and we hold each other accountable. So I hope that that can kind of help you as you're going forward. like it's helped me and I wish you the very best week and we'll see you back here next week thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho let our family take care of yours www.oswaldserviceinc.com